our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic customer service wise discounts. They were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile, so responsive, getting instantaneous. Uh, responses back to uh, questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it that's kind of cool really quality experience so we, we love working with Calabunga and Deep Discount and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to, if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants, amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 726 for comics originally coming out April the 19th and April the 20th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, are we in the final four yet of our round robin yet, Drew? And what did you think of Moon Knight? Um, yes. Yes, we are. And I... Thought Moon Knight was good. Um, there you go. I had like a the guys were on Slack were talking about like having like a Indiana Jones vibe. Did you get that mm-hmm. from the third? Yeah, episode? I could get some of that. Yep. And you know, we may have got a glimpse at a at a new personality, maybe uh, that maybe. Yeah, somebody was there because if Stephen said he didn't stab the guy and uh, yep. Mark didn't stab the guy, yeah, who stabbed the guy? So did you stab the guy? I know who I think it is. Um, so we'll see if that turns out to be the case. Um, um, mm-hmm. and, and I really enjoyed all like the different avatars from the different gods getting together and having mm-hmm. like a little meeting <laughs> to make decisions. That was kind of neat. And yeah, some of the, some of the mystical stuff was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I, I really still don't really know. Is Ethan Hawke bad? <laughs> it, I mean, well, that's the good thing about it. any bad guy is you know there's there's some possible good to them. Like you know, Thanos might not have been completely evil in thinking we needed to thin things out a little bit. Is the God Amat really? I mean, is is it does it legit know that you're going to be evil? 
That's my biggest thing that I dislike about it now, is we haven't really got into the evils of Ahmet and how bad it would be if Ahmet is released and all that stuff, because it's just kind of yeah, I mean, we saw, a theoretical thing. We saw him kill that lady who had been good all her life because, mm-hmm. well, Ahmet knows you must be gonna, you're going to do something wrong, you know? And yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't done something wrong, you are planning to. Yeah. So, I mean, so that was kind of winky, wonky there. Like, I'm like, is that really, is that really legit? Or is this just a crazy god that's just going to kill people? So I wish they would do a little something like, I, I'd really like to know <laughs> who's bad. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Kanchu's pretty legit, avenging um, over time. So we, I, we got a long... Long string of work <laughs> that we know Conchu's all right, but this um, Ahmed, I, I don't know that I, we know. I don't know my Egyptian history enough to know. So all I know is it's a weird crocodile-looking thing. Yeah, we got three episodes left, and um, so we're halfway home. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like we're gonna get there. But you know, I, I said that about <laughs> like the last few. We also got announced today that um, Hawkeye will, there will not be back for season two. Boo! So, um, you know, the scuttlebutt is... We get Echo. We did it did what it was supposed to. It, yeah. It said goodbye to old Hawkeye, introduced new Hawkeye. She has been introduced and now can play in the MCU. Or wherever. Or... The DC with the rest of the Young Avengers, yeah. <laughs> or West Coast Avengers, <laughs> correct? <laughs> <laughs> One of the two, but yeah. So um, we're kind of hoping, yeah, we could do this again, but we'll see her again, but somewhere else, uh, not as not in season two. Yeah. Um, now we do it. Yeah, we like I said, we did get a. We're down to round three, uh, our final four. Um, of the DC round robin, which voting doesn't begin until next Tuesday, the 19th. Uh, but they have been announced. And those four moving on are Constantine and the Demon, Vacation from Hell. Ta-da. Written, yeah, written by Frank Allen with art by Nick Varelli. Suicide Squad Dark, Zach Thompson and Gary Brown. Um... Green Lantern, Light at the End of Forever, Cy Spurrier, and Marco Santucci. Superboy, Man of Tomorrow, written by Kenny Porter, with art by Johnny Lindsay. So, Constantine beat Hawkman, as you said they would, and it wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. 61-39. Dark beat Kid Flash, wasn't even close. 60-40. Now, Dark and Constantine... Kind of the heavy hitters of the group are on the same mm-hmm. side. So only one of those are going to be moving on, unfortunately. Um, and on the other side, the weaker half of the bracket, um, Green Lantern forever over just crushed that ghost town from hell, uh, 67-33. And then Superboy... Uh, easily beat the other Green Lantern 55 <coughs> so we're gonna get uh, a Superboy or a Green Lantern in the finals and we're only and we're gonna get either a Constantine 
or a Suicide Squad Dark in the finals. And I'm hoping it's Constantine. And I'm hoping Constantine wins the only thing, whole thing because it's the only one of those four I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four choices, and I only want to read one. With If Suicide Squad Dark w- wins it, I, I might sample that first one because if there's like a detective chimp and a dead man in there yeah i might i might want to check that not from the picture yeah there's detective chimp yeah um so if there's some of those guys maybe but oh what what might have been so uh let's just hope it's constantine and the demon that just goes right here blows right through this um and that but we don't. We won't know for a while. Looks like because we're not even going to start voting until the nineteenth. Um, probably get a page or two at that point. We don't have any pages right now. Um, and then think, do we get do we get ten pages in the finals? Is that what I said? That's what you told me last time. Yeah. I think you get a page in the final four, and then you get a ten-page ash can basically in the finals. Um, so, I don't care. It's not going to influence me at all. I don't care if I see pages or not. And like I like I was telling you, the from like the creative teams are all like the recognizable creators, mm-hmm. you know. So there were, there are no unknowns really that are squeaking through here. Um, no Cinderellas. No, not really. Not really. Um, yeah, that that would have been Captain Carrot, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that did that didn't work. So, you know, but at least you know the silver lining to all of this. No matter what wins, it's not going to be a, a Bat Family book. That's true. So there's plenty of those. Those should not even be allowed in this thing anyway, because they get greenlit right and left. So thank God they learned from their mistake there and didn't allow any Bat Family books in this round. So, good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. Um, we could have jumped to the next month, Kyle, but we decided to stay in April since you know April's only halfway through. We haven't it's got true. our our orders aren't due until the twenty eighth of the month. So from Cowabunga. So we've still got plenty of time to be looking through our our previews, our existing previews. So we're going to take a look at some of those middle tier p- publishers uh, Dark Horse, Dynamite Boom, those guys and see what, what they gotcha. have to offer in the um, April for June and of course the first one up on the docket after image in your previews guide is Dark Horse and the first thing they want to start with a four issue series from Tyler Crook called Lonesome Hunters yeah that looks really good um, big fan of Tyler Crook, like his art a ton. So um, I think that should be good. Yeah. So we got a monster hunter in hiding crosses paths with a young girl that forces him to confront chaotic creatures. So a coming of age fantasy adventure. So that's not not bad. Thirty two pages, four issues on that one, four bucks pop. Yeah. Nice grimy looking, uh, like the mm-hmm. kind of the art's pretty good. We're gonna collect that uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo um, series. We have demons, which I didn't realize all three had been out already. 
I missed I missed something. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Blackout, number one. I have to circle back to play this game again. They just had a giant content update about three weeks ago. Um, so I got to jump in and redo this game, and then I'll see if I'm interested in Blackout. This was, um, th- that game was like, ex- people were excited for it, but then it kind of came and it was kind of wonky, right? It was glitchy or. Wasn't didn't didn't live up to the hype at first, but CD Projekt Red is you know one of the, the better studios of the last decade, and had a just absolute home run with Witcher Three, um, and all the things they did with that game coming prior to this. So they spent a five year development cycle on Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and then when it hit, it was just okay, riddled with bugs and thin uh. and story difficulties and just. Yeah, very, very flat, unfortunately. Um, like I said, they've had some good big content updates, and t- they seem to have righted the ship, but uh, who knows if it's too late for that. But um, like I said, I'm going to jump back in and run through it, and then hopefully if I can you know, knock out a good chunk of this game, I can make this uh, cyberpunk blackout decision before it's too... before it completely finishes, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've have they had this has to be like what the f- third or fourth volume of Cyberpunk. Comic? Yeah, because if you look at the very next one, they've got a trade for the prior four issue miniseries. Yeah, okay, there we go. So, I mean, it's all pretty cool, you know, dystopian future where you know uh, you can swap out your body parts and stuff for technology, and there's a lot. It's it's a very cool world. Um, it's just a matter if anybody cares. Yeah, this is the fourth. This was the fourth trade or fourth mm-hmm. uh, volume in the series. Uh, let's see, Dragon Age: Wraith of Tevitner. Dragon Age, of course, another game. It's uh, one of the RPGs from BioWare. Oh, is it? Yeah, taking off the uh, Dragon Age Inquisition video game. So that's their niche. That's going to be Dark Horse's niche. Dark, Yeah, Dark Horse uh, has clung to some of the video game properties and franchises and done very well with them. Do we still see the speckability of these a couple of volumes in? Probably not, right? No, not a couple of volumes in. Pretty much the speckability is in the first run of something that hits hard. You know, when The Last of Us first hit and there was the first book and a few other things... Uh, Titan actually had a lot of the stuff that hit pretty good when it first hit video game crossovers. Was it the Cyberpunk um, that was the Peach Momoko first? No. She was doing was all the covers? That was not Cyberpunk. That was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. Let's see if we get the second issue of Shaolin Cowboy. I think I blew it. Oh, hold on. we got to talk about Caven Scott's The Ward. Yeah. So that's on the prior page. So it's a four-issue series uh, there touting him as the writer of Star Wars High Republic. An intense medical drama brimming with fairies, trolls, and real human pathos. Um, St. Lilith is a secret hospital for supernatural creatures. The personnel are overworked and the facility is underfunded. It's a place and a life, Dr. Nat Reeves, though she is left behind until a wounded woman with a tail appeals, appears on her doorstep. So that's a very original, very neat... Is it, it though? It's kind of like... 
Did yeah, Aftershock I, do E T E R? That's space. This is this is this isn't fantasy. Different. Yeah, this is E R meets Hellboy. Gotcha. Is how they're yeah, counting gotcha. it. And I think that actually sounds pretty cool. Speaking of which, a bunch of Hellboy stuff, Hellboys and BPRDs. Mm-hmm. Sort of hyperborea. Uh, the British Paranormal Normal Society. Just if you want to give Mike Mignola money, there are ways to do it. Yes, Joe Golem, Occult Detective, Omnibus. Which I remember that one being pretty good. I think originally, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Brian Michael Bendis's Pearl. The third iteration. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I'm not sure if I read the second one. Also with Joy Operations. Goldfish. Goldfish. I don't remember that one. So that must be an older... An older yeah. creator owned that he's porting over here. Mm-hmm. Edge World. Chuck Austin's book. Uh, Frank Miller rolling out of Sin City, Volume 6. There's a Witcher, Library Edition, Black Hammer, mm. Omnibus, Volume 1. 400 pages of Black Hammer. Stranger Things, Kamchatka, Issue 404. Right, finishing up. Norse Mythology and Breakout. Breakout, I just got issue one. I haven't got a chance to read it yet. I'll let you know. Uh, Count Crawley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter, finishes up with four. That Matt Kent, the four-issue uh, Apache Delivery Service will be nice to have in a nice little trade there. Yeah, I, I've read the first two issues of that. Um, it's really good. I've got the last two sitting there stacked up I need to read. Always Never is collected as a trade. Jenny Zero, number two. The Collector, number three. A lot of hardcovers, a lot of trades being collected. Daisy in a hardcover form. And some figures. That's pretty much it from Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah. Say we're into the toys and stuff for now. Well, we take a look at Dynamite. Samurai Sonya. Launches with his first issue. Hey, get ready to meet an all-new Sonya in a setting you would never expect. This is not red, Sonya. Correct. This is Asian Sonya. But probably variation on a theme, I'm guessing. Not putting as much behind the artists and the covers on this one as they had for some of the other title. Interesting. No. There's usually a couple of at least mid-tier to high-end names on some of the covers they do. Yeah. Uh, not really this one. And not even a single um, cosplay. Yeah, there's two cosplays, or at least they're named cosplay. Oh, okay. The cover I, D and oh, there's another they're one. They're not so showing them. They're, they're correct. They're not showing them. Gotcha. Yeah, there's lots of information there, lots of inter an interview with the creator, 
So you got everything you need to know whether you want to get the uh, mm -hmm. samurai selling you or not. Um, when you get down to page 138 in the in the catalog itself, Miss Fury Joy Division. Does that not look like um, Catwoman? Looks a lot like Catwoman. Okay, not just me. <laughs> That's Billy Tucci doing the writing. I'm uh, helping out on art as well. Yeah, I guess Catwoman doesn't own the rights to spandex. Black spandex. This is true. Spandex and claws and night sky behind. It, yeah, I guess she doesn't own, own that. Ears and red lipstick. I mean, it's all there. <laughs> it's all the pieces. We talked about Red Seath the last month. Uh, Elvira, Vampirella. Getting volume three of the boys. We've got the Legion of Forgettable Supervillains coming out in trade. That seems like a fun little <laughs> twist. Curiosity books a little all agey. Yes, yes, for sure. The coins that um, have they caught on? You think the coin? I don't believe they did. They cost a lot to fire up the mint for those. John Carter of Mars, number three. Tons of covers there. Yep. More Red Sonia, Immortal and Otherwise. Betty Page. I know. I mean, who's reading the Betty Page stuff? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, what, like, where's the other actors and actresses? Why aren't? Why don't they have books from the <laughs> back? back then like why her why just her I mean obviously she's an attractive lady was <coughs> but I mean there are lots of attractive ladies back in Hollywood right yes indeed so why we do so many Betty Pages but no other old pinup actresses why does James Mansfield not have one of these books <laughs> you don't have an answer I, I'm actually asking the question an I, I really want to know I mean, that is the name, and that's the only one they're marketing. Yeah, I guess. More Red Zonia. More MIX. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. At least there we've got some Rose Bash covers and some yeah. couple. We can see the cosplay. Mm -hmm. Anything else for you and Dynamite? No, let's take a look at Boom. Let's see what Boom has to offer. Buffy 97, number one. Max Bemis. We are going back to where it all began. Yeah, you lost me at first. Then you got me back with Max Bemis. Then you lost me again at $8. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess it's a one shot, right? 
Yeah, it's a number one. It doesn't say one shot. It doesn't say one shot, does it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, n- I mean, I never. I was not a fan of the show, so that's probably not for me. Vampire Slayer. It's its third issue. Firefly, Power Rangers, a lot of um, licensed properties, uh, properties that I'm not enamored with enough to mm-hmm. want to continue to follow. Same with Firefly, but I just yeah, I've done. But it was how long ago? How long yeah, ago was Firefly? Very long time ago. I mean, we're, uh, we got to be put in 15 years at this point, right? Yeah. I yeah. Orcs, the curse, number one. No. Did you see that this Power Rangers book is not even giving us a uh, a writer? No, I did not see that. <laughs> TBA. We don't even know who's going to write this crap. Correct. Wow. We know we're putting it out, but we don't <laughs> know if we got a story. We know we're putting it out in two months. We don't have it written yet. So, so, yeah. so is someone doing the art right now? And... Somebody's going to come back in and write a story around it? The old Marvel method? I assume it's to be announced that they're they're waiting to drop that announcement. Oh, it could be somebody so amazing that Mm -hmm. they're going to keep that on the down low. Now you can talk about orcs. Yeah, I said enough. (laughs) Yay, orcs. Um, Now we have uh, Fence Rise... This is the one. This is volume five. You read the first volume, and then you lost track of the other four volumes. Is that possible? <coughs> that I only read the first volume. <laughs> and now we're at, and reading. now we're at volume five. Did I really lose track of Fence <laughs> that much? I guess I must. I don't even recognize any of the characters on the cover. Hmm. Oswald's body, Berserker. Berserker's still happening. It's still a thing. It is. It uh, it hits so darn hard, and now it's kind of, I want to say limping, but I haven't read it enough to know. Yeah, it's it's the final arc, so it's wrapping up. Um, and it still hasn't come to Netflix yet, so. Um. I don't know. You know, if it has been petering out, then these are going to be lower print run books, right? The end. And if the series is great, uh, those are going to be sought after, and those are going to be the low print runs. One, I mean, I have an issue. I have a copy of the first one or two, Mm -hmm. and there's what million copies of those out there. Yeah. So not as much value. But there is a play to be made here, right? This is true. You know, as books peter out towards the end, and those are are usually hard, harder to find, the lower print run books. Moon Knight for a series is a good example of that. Uh, some of the plat books at the end. There's a, a, a Midland on Spawn where the numbers were super down, and yep. those ones are 
super yeah, good money. Yeah, yeah, just just a regular like mid arc story, nothing special going on. It's going for what sixty sixty bucks. Yeah, of Spawn. Yeah, something is killing the children. Issue twenty four. We got a main cover. We have a Jenny Frizen die cut mask variant. We have a blood die cut mask variant. We have an Oliver Barrett incentive cover. We have a Jenny Frizen incentive cover and a Jenny Frizen unlockable. I'm unaware of what the lo- unlockable is. We'll have to inquire with Eric about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure but that's... these have been spiking and like even those die cut mask covers are really cool looking. Yeah, unlockable is. Is that like a retailer unlocking it, or if you buy a thousand, you get to unlock this one? That is the question. Yeah, that's it. Yep, you never know. I don't know if Boom still. I guess Boom still does those shenanigans. I thought Marvel stopped with the buy twenty percent more than you did of X, Y, and Z. This unlocks this. House of Slaughter 7, we got a Raphael Albuquerque main cover as well. The Grim, was it Grit? Grim? What is that? Grim. Grim, Grim number two. two, that's also a Frizen, couple of Frizen covers. She's just cranking mm-hmm. them out, man. Does Frizen ever do like interior art anymore? You don't, don't think she does, does she? I don't think she's on a book at the moment. And our book revival, she just did the covers for, right? She didn't yes, do the I interiors so. on that either, did she? Or did she do the interiors then? Man, we loved revival. You know, with all this love for Jenny Frizen stuff, you'd think that the revivals would start to put heat up. Mm-hmm. Right? People go back and grabbing those. Hey, maybe they will. <laughs> Do you have a full run, don't you? Oh, yeah. I have the entire revival run and all kinds of And all the variants. Little things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike Norton did the art and Jenny Frizen on covers. Right. For revival. Right. Once in future, we only find them when they're dead. This is the uh, monthly time for me to chastise myself for not reading Seven Secrets by Tom Taylor. The final, <coughs> the final issue of Tom Taylor's 18-issue run. Um, three volumes. I guess I can still read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, why don't I, why haven't I read this, Kyle? It's Tom Taylor. <laughs> it's Tom, yeah. Alice Ever After, Faithless, Jim Henson's Storyteller Shapeshifter, The Killer, Affairs of the State, and that might be it. That might be the end of the mid-tier heading into the... the Or at least what we're considering the mid-tier now, because I lose track. (laughs) Yeah, uh, because IDW got um, demoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they left for Penguin, and they're out. I don't know if they're even in the back half anymore. They might be. 
the comings and goings of the the new distributor wars. Yeah, no kidding. Support for Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate in men's hygiene. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code C4FAP at manscaped.com. I've been with Manscaped since the 1.0, and now we're on the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest trimmer ever. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproofed and also has an LED spotlight for more precision shaving. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code C4FAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code C4FAP. That's the letter C, the number 4, F-A-P, at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Okay, let's hop out of this and take a look at what's going on at the cover price top 10 Kyle for this week yeah this is our chance to look at the secondary market and see what's moving that we hopefully have a few in our collection make a little bit of money off of at rank 10 we have Batman Beyond the White Knight number one the black and white thank you which is a one per store Um, I'm assuming this is a thank you because we had a bunch of issues with this book coming out and supply chain issues um, as noted last week, the issue introduces several new appearances that can be turned into key bat roles. However, it's currently trending due to a cameo appearance of Red Hood's sidekick, a new Robin. DC sent out one of their rare one-person exclusives for this title, which just skyrocketed in value. 22 hitting the secondary market, $360 for Rawls. I read it, it was good. Very cool. Kicking myself for nine. not reading um, the Harley, the Harley White Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this one was really good, and a lot of stuff in there refers to some of the things back there that I missed. Ah. Yeah. At rank nine, we have Spider Punk number one and the one in twenty-five. Uh, we were getting fifty-five for Rawls. Now we're sitting around the thirty-five mark, but a little bit of extra stuff uh, around the Spider Punk. You and I talked quite a bit about that when it was coming out. Yeah, um, I read the first issue. It was okay. There you go. We also have Spider-Punk number one, the one in 50. That one ended up making a little bit better money at $158 on Raw still for that. We've been talking about Moon Knight. Moon Knight's number one from 1980. Uh, 49 copies continuing to sell in the secondary market. A CGC 9.8 going for $800. And good old Werewolf by Night 32 and nine, CGC 9.6 almost clearing twenty grand. Ha! Oh! Oh, wow. That hurts. That one hurts. (coughs) According to the CGC census, there are only 89.6 graded copies of this book, making it highly desirable and hard to find. Mine was not 9.6, I'm guessing. At rank 5, we have Brightest Day, number 4, from DC from 2010. Last week, it was announced by Variety that HBO Max is developing Aqualad in the original story. So... He is not introduced. Let's see here. While Jackson's first appearance is in this issue, he first appears as Aqualad on the cover of Brightest Day number 10. He is not reintroduced until almost seven years later in Teen Titans 6, 
with alter powers and a complete redesign. So $40 for Raw on Brightest Day number four. Which I do not have that one. Entering for Batman Beyond the White Knight number one, just the standard cover, twenty-five bucks for Raw. Uh, settling closer to eighteen. Strange Academy sixteen. Uh, this is of course Howie, a werewolf-like character, possible ties to Werewolf by Night. Twenty dollars for Raw. The 1979 Battlestar Galactica number one is on here, Drew. CGC 9.8 is going for $295. I had it, but if it definitely were, wasn't a 9.8. <laughs> if you recall, a new show was announced back in October. However, a couple weeks ago it was reported that the reboot showrunner moved on to other projects. While not dead, this does mean it significantly might have been pushed back. <coughs> but we still bought some. And at rank number one, we talked about would these ever die? Would they still have value? What is the deal with these web heads? Amazing Spider-Man 93, the Patrick Gleason webhead for Ben Riley, $21 for Rawls on that one. 123 copies moving on the secondary market. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, I, I, I dig it. I, I can see why it's sought after. There you go. At rank 11, we have uh, Spider-Man... Number one uh, from 1990. What? Three million of these out there. Four million of these out there. Um, 18 copies sold. <coughs> even offered $291.75 for a CGC 9.8. Wow. Uh, rank 12, we have Nova number one from 1976. Uh, we got 740 bucks for this CGC 9.6. Um Spider-Man 2099, number one, from 1992. It comes in at rank 13. And it sold 25 copies and had a high sale of $175 for a CGC 9.8. At rank 14, we got King Conan, number three. This is a little controversial with the Pocahontas thing mm, going right. on. Um, 22 additional copies sold with a high sale of $20, $21 for a raw. At uh, rank 15, we have Amazing Spider-Man 93, the Sandoval 1 in 25. Uh, and we're continuing to move this because of the Chasm appearance. Track 25 copies selling with a high sale of $67 for a raw. Uh, also from 1979, uh, the Battlestar Galactica Whitman uh, variant. Uh, sold 15 additional copies and a high sale of $749 for a CGC 9.8. At rank 17, we have Strange Academy number 16, Ryan Stegman's Character Spotlight. This is the first full appearance of Howie. It's a gorgeous B cover featuring a solo spotlight on Eva Quintero, cousin of the Marvel character Reptil. 13 copies sold at a high sale of $26 for a raw copy. At rank 18, we have Amazing Spider-Man 265 from 1985. Um, this is the foreigner appearance. Um, was formerly, who was formerly married to Silver Sable. Um, this makes people think that Silver Sable might also appear in the film, and her first appearance in this issue moved 15 copies at a high sale of 601.48 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, 
At rank 19, we have the point one issue from Marvel from 2011, uh, which is the first Sam Alexander uh, in a comic. We got 21 copies sold, and we're sold a 9.8 for 385 bucks. And rounding out our list at number 20, we have X-Men number 4 from 1992. And this is the introduction of Omega Red and Mephisto. Um, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still that. So, they were, there was, even though there was disappointment, they're still buying this book. 21 um, issues sold. It has dropped half of its value from the all time high of 500 for a 9.8 to its sell, highest sale this week, which was 200 bucks for a 9.8. So um, because of the the Falcon and Winter Soldier not having Omega Red in there, uh, the Speckers are dumping the books, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, let's move on to our FOC and see what kind of stuff we can make sure we snag before... Uh, they run out. Yeah, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to see about getting a few things added to our order and what we want to do there. Uh, we have this weekend to add a few things. Looks like most of this stuff is coming out uh, just the beginning of, but looks like the 10th and stuff on uh, May. So let's see if there's anything we need to add to that order. Start with some of our DC titles, Drew. Yeah, we got some great Batgirls covers. Um, I like them all. They really, really, really do a good job on those. Uh, Blood Syndicate, Season 1, Number 1. Uh, a couple solid covers for those as well. Interesting, interesting looks. Mm-hmm. Look at some of these Son of Kal-El covers, if there's anything interesting there. Yeah, kind of generic. What issue is that? It's 11, okay. 11, yeah. I guess in um, 13, we're going to get um, Dreamer. Okay. Introduced into the comic. So it might be the first time she's been in the comic. So that could be a big one. Cool. Yeah, the the cover that's going to be the thing about that Superman Son of Kalau is uh, the cover C, the Brian Ching AAPI cardstock variant. And we got the Wrong Earth coming back for a purple one shot. A lot of people enjoying the Wrong Earth. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that we have Nightwing. We have a Fear State cover for Nightwing. Where do you see that? Like the hardcover. Oh, uh, right there. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess. Yeah. I guess we collected just the the Fear State, but there was only wasn't there only like three issues? That's what I'm trying to figure out because it's twenty five bucks. I gotta I gotta dig a little deeper into that. Exactly what's in that. Um, oh, Nightwing, the annual, um, the, the story from Batman Urban Legends. 
84, 85, 86, and the annual, and Urban Legends, so it's five. Okay, five issues. Yeah. Still, uh, if, if, unless you're a completist, which most comic collectors are, mm-hmm. but if, if you're not a completist, skip this bad boy. Yeah. Save yourself the heartbreak. Let's see what um, crossover over at Image is going to give us a cool homage cover to old Image comic book with blood splatter on it. I love that. Mm. It looks really cool. Very nice. Our 8 billion genies. We were excited about that. This is our last chance to pick that up. Jenny Frizen and Tim Seeley on the cover B. I don't love that one. But it is probably the best of the covers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Declan on the cover C. I'm not... I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Just roll a dice and pick one, because, uh, yeah, yeah. They're all fairly similar. Yeah. Nothing great there. But I really love the concept of that book, and I want to own it. So yeah. <coughs> Farmhand comes back with issue seventeen. I think it left. Feels like it's been gone a while. We have Spawn three twenty nine. We do not have a Bjorn Barons cover. And I, for one, really miss that. Uh, yeah, because they're good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Is this the final time before time? No. No, it doesn't say so. Man, can you hear the storm outside my window, Kyle? I can. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like I'm in the middle of Twister. So if Watch I for cows. if I stop stop talking, you hear the wind blow, and you know what happened. I've been swept away. We talked during our previews about something that's killing the children, and some of the die cut mask variants. We have another one here associated with issue twenty three. Where's that at? Boom. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm looking in Marvel here first. A small offering from Marvel. It is. For them. So, number five, we had a bad cover for four. Not bad for five. Did we make... Thor 25, a anniversary issue of some sort. Looks like six, yes. six bucks. Yeah, we are. Legacy, I assume. And this is... I'm going to do something special with this, I know. Uh, J, grab the J. Scott Campbell, right? So, you got Donny Cates, mm-hmm. J. Scott Campbell, do, celebrating the 60th anniversary. Um... Something, you know, that something's going to happen. He's going to do something. <laughs> uh, who knows? Yeah. 
I like the okay. scroll cover for Wolverine 21. It's pretty nice. Go on to Silk number 5 and look at the Woo variant. Okay. What's going on there? I don't know. It's, I very much like that. Yeah, it's um, <coughs> it's a, a little reminiscent of Momoko, but with cleaner lines. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Nai Young Wu, uh, the artist. And this is the first time I've noticed this person. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is pretty nice. You're right. Um, you know how I feel about dynamite stuff moving on from that you've already kind of covered boom right you found the mm -hmm. the die cut we'd you'd been excited about that blood splatter die cut before <laughs> it's a good looking cover yeah it does have the it does have the uh, possibility of jumping off Anything in the back half that you're noticing? Oh, Kyle, uh, AWA's Jones is number two. I read, yep. the, I read that first issue. I don't know if you remember what the pitch was, but they're um, trying to trying to to like fit in. They've got they develop superpowers after a pandemic wiped out a bunch of people, and so these people are starting to show superpowers now and people are like regular people are like and eh, did you guys cause this pandemic that killed everybody <laughs> and then they want to they want to register and they want to round them up and register them and so it's it's pretty interesting it's like some ideas that have been touched on before but um it it was a pretty fun first issue and you can definitely see it in another medium and working Little AWA keeps crushing it. Good old AWA. Never Ender number one from Behemoth. Behemoth. Oceans, <coughs> Oceans Will Take Us was pretty good. It reminded me of their first, this is their second issue that they're offering now, but the first issue reminded me a little of like fence you know it had that that feel there was a swim team okay. involved <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, high, uh, around it's at a high school um but there's also a supernatural element so and that's an aftershock book so you know aftershock and awa you know you really can't go wrong with their stuff there you go uh, I think that's all I noticed. All right, well, you got to pick one from in here. What are you picking? Well, thought I knew it. I thought I knew what I wanted. I really thought it was going to be. <coughs> okay, so I've got eight billion genies. Mm-hmm. I got Thor twenty-five. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to go crossover, but I'm definitely not going to go crossover. Now I'm, go I'm between 8 billion genies and Thor 25. And I think I'm going to go with 8 billion genies. Very cool. And I'm going to go with the Frizen cover. Cover B. I'm going to go with my Silk 5 cover, just for fun. I like it, too. I liked it, too. I wasn't going to say that because um, you did, but I, I really like it. Yeah, the Woo cover. The Woo cover. All right, let's take a look at CBSI's Hot 10. Yeah, let's head over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. Look at their Hot 10, their Hot 10 from April 15th, and their number one book. We talked a little bit about Jenny Frizen today already, and here we have... Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number one, Jenny Frizen one in one hundred variant. Already between two and three hundred. Feel like Jenny has been on the hot ten block several times in the last week. Honest question for those that read Sandman: Are is anybody really excited about the upcoming show? You know, um, I, I I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it being any good. Yeah, but I, you know, if it can capture that. What I loved about reading the comic, then that'd be great. Uh, but I'm a little worried, yeah. At rank two, we have another Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number one. This is the Nick Robles gold foil variant. Uh, this is between 100 and over $150. Two Sandman books at the top of the list. It's going to be a new thing. Not sure if we're on board or what we're doing. I don't want to subscribe to some digital platform just to get physical copies. But who knows? Is that what the deal was? I think so. So you had to be a DC Universe subscriber in order to be eligible to purchase these? Or I something so. else? Yeah, we'll have to do some research on that one. Hmm. At rank th three, we have Black Panther number three. This one is scorching hot. Rawls are a $60, 9.8, already hitting 300 what happens if Marvel treats this character well? Will they be able to meet the expectations? <clears throat> At rank four with Spider-Punk number one, the uh, Takashi Okazaki 1 in 50 variant, already over $140. Don't know if it's the art, the character, the rarity, or what it is, but it's causing this to move up the money ladder. But it's clear that someone is happy with it for one, and that is reason enough. At rank five, we have Bunsen Beaver number one. <laughs> I'm completely shocked by this. Over $100. I thought Bad Idea was dead. What do donuts have to do with a beaver comic? Why would anybody spend $100 on these? These are all questions we have pondered over. So that's another bad idea book. Uh, yeah, and I'm you know I'm out of the bad ideas business, so I would, yep. I would this would not have been on my radar. Apocalypse and the X Tracks number one, David Nakayama one in fifty variant, written by our boy Tim Seeley, three hundred and twenty dollars for raw. Uh, definitely not easy to find in DNA. And let's see here. So I don't even know who the first appearance is on this one. Right uh -uh. Now, so. No, I can't tell. I'll have to look into that one as well. But that's an interesting book. That's a, yeah, interesting. What year is this from? Do you know? Mm -mm. 
I don't even see that. I can't even tell the price. Bob's Burgers number one. Raw copies are over 50 and 9.8s of it, 300. A sleeper good show and surprised it took this long for there to be some movement on this. Not really an easy book to find. Brightest Day number four. Doubled in price from $10 to over 20, almost 25 now. Charlize Theron producing some kind of Aqualad series. Show of hands. Who cares about this? Is so this is like a, a cameo in this book? Yeah, we talked about it. When uh, uh, <coughs> he went over the comics heating up stuff. Um, yeah, he's got his appearance, his first appearances in this, but not not the iteration that we're probably going to big get, but this right, is very originated. Psylocke number one, Christopher Roast, Yost writing that one. $100 for a raw. This has long been a fan favorite cover, but normally it was just about 40 to $50. This week saw multiple sales of this book, each going higher than the other. And it was it is just a rare, underappreciated cover. Hmm. And we have the A Town Called Terror number one, the one per store variant. Uh, over 20 bucks, exceptionally slow week this week, so this one made it on here. <laughs> Part of our honorable mentions, we have Warhammer 4K, uh, the 1 in 25 Gist variant, a CGC 9.8 went for over $200. It's a very odd Marvel book. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember I remember when this came out, and I thought, yeah. what, why would anybody want this? Well, there's why. Here's why. Because it's Kieran Gillen and Jason Burroughs. Ah, there you go. Get that. <laughs> and our other honorable mention, Weird Tales of the Future, number three. Following up an $18,000 8.0 sale in January, a 5.5 copy sold this week for 6600 I'll be honest, I don't know that. I don't know that my corpse would grow once buried into the ground, but who knows? Yeah. Must have been some very potent fertilizer. Yeah, it's classic looking old cover, man, with the damsel in distress there. It's mm-hmm. very nice. <coughs> All right. Yeah, let's, let's slide take... over to um, Lunar, see what's going on there with their new releases for, what are we looking for, the 19th and the, the 20th? The 19th. Yeah, let's see all of our stuff coming out that week for our sneak peek. World's Finest number two. This will be my... Uh, make it or break it a week because uh, I was lukewarm on this first issue so I'm hoping this one gives me something that makes me want to go to the next issue <laughs> uh, what doesn't have to do that is Batman the Night number 4 mm-hmm. which I love so it's been really great so I'm enjoying that a ton um, the this this is that Catwoman uh, cover B, Jenny Frizen cover that's just amazing. Yeah, that is a very, very sheer. This was our Lacey versus uh, Latex mm. um, debate. We'll see how this does. Oh, and we get uh, the third issue of Catwoman, Lonely City, which I thought was finishing it, but it looks like there's a fourth issue. The Cliff Chang Black Label book. Hmm. There are no rules anymore. Remember when there used to be rules? There we, used to be all we, kinds of rules. We thought all black labels are going to be three-issue, oversized, prestige formats. 
Yeah. Then the numbers started getting wonky, and they started do, putting regular books over there. Nothing makes sense. We thought we knew. We thought we knew. Oh, nice house on the lake, number eight. This is now a 12-issue series. Not sure if it always was, but I think so. Um, so, speaking of black labels that don't fit the mold. Yeah. Kyle's Nightwings. Only two covers to choose from. Yep. They're just okay, but Flash and Nightwing to working together are always, always good. Good stories. That sixth and final issue of Robins, I really like that cover B. Yeah, you were a big fan of that with those guys all working out. Mm -hmm. Second coming trades, the Mark Russell books are tra are being collected. And that's all from DC and the boys. We slide down for the other publishers that have come out on Wednesday. Starting an image. We've got the good Asian finally finishing up with number 10 of mm. 10. of Actually, of a nine-issue series, but now it's a 10-issue <laughs> series. 10 of a nine, yeah. Um, we've got Ice Cream Man 29. Be nice to see that book. Uh, love that cover A with that. Um, what do they call that where, like, image after image after image receding? Yeah, the infinity mirror. Yeah, whatever. like a like a mirror look. Yeah, those those are cool. Vinyl is being traded. That was a weird book, man. And then four covers for The Walking Dead, thirty-seven. Mm -hmm. The Glenn and Maggie marriage in prison. And Dark Horse, we've got Collector Unit 731, number one of four. Stranger Things, uh, number two. Mm. Not much from IDW. Not really, not really anything at all. Um, Marvel's going to give us a Momoko variant for... Avengers 55. Uh, Captain America Zero launch. Hulk 6. Never know what Cates is going to do there. And a nice Otley variant. Mm hmm. Moonart gets it. in the spoiler variant. Oh, yeah. What's been happening with those spoilers normally? Is it actually like something from the book that is spoiling? I don't know. I haven't really kept track. Yeah, I haven't either. Punisher number one going back for a second print on the weird symbol on the chest now. Oh, okay. 
Moon Knight getting a second printing as well. But number nine. Star Wars High Republic 15 going for a second print. So that's cool. I do not believe that's the original cover on 15 for that. It uh, looks new to me. Yeah. Oh, Dynamite. Just giving us some songs <coughs> and some Carpenters. John Carter's Mars. Boom gives us Buffy. Magic Hidden Planeswalker, number one. Several covers there. Mm-hmm. And a Buffy launch. From the back half, we get the fifth issue of Animal Castle, which, shout out to Just Joe for um, mm -hmm. hooking me up with that book. It's been really good. Almost caught up with it just in time for the new issue to come out. Hardcover for the art of Batman the movie. Corollary number one. That's a source point book. I don't know that I love the cover art. And that's mm. what the interior artist is going to be doing too. So probably have to stay away from that one. <laughs> Dark Beach number one from BMF, and that's a Wando cover on the C or the D. I'm a big fan of his work. That one looks pretty good. I might have to think about that one. That wicked cover on Horror Comics 9 from Antarctic. Ah, cool. And that might, might finish it up for me. Yeah, fifth issue of Knighted. Yeah. From AWA. Quad 4. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, true. This is the point of the podcast for us. For your pick of the week, what's the one pick to make sure you run, put in your collection because you are going to need it because it's going to be the next thing on the hot ten. Uh, I thought I was going to go. Thought I knew what I was going to go, but now I think I'm going to go with the Dark Beach, number one. Um, I really like the Wando cover. I like the uh, concept of <coughs> living in a dome city. Because the drifted from the sun, I like that idea. I want to check that out. It's uh, Dark Beach number one, BMF Comics. Probably one of the my f only BMF picks. I don't know if I picked it Dang before it. or not. You haven't recently, at the very least. Yes. And I'm going with Star Wars High Republic number fifteen, the second print. I like it as a print. And we know who that character is. Yep. Who is that? Uh, 
can't remember the name off the top of my head, but we do know who that is. Okay, we know who that is. That's cool. And this might be her first cover? Or she was maybe smaller and less... She's Yeah, I was going to say, she's been on things, but this is a, a very good version of it. Very good version of that. Cool. Very nice. All right. We want to thank you guys for tagging along with Drew and myself through our sneak peek at next week and all the fun stuff. You can find some more from us over at our good... Uh, over at Patreon and search for Comics Fun and Profit. Be part of the community. Listen to the uh, podcast ad-free and get access to all our Slack and some of our early ideas and early pods as well. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for Drew and for myself. See ya. Join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shekel or two. Toss a buck our way. Toss three bucks our way. Um, toss five or ten. You know, your choice. You can um, support us at any level, and that level gets you in our Slack channel. You get to be a part of our daily conversations that extend beyond our weekly podcast. You get entered into contests. We've given away multiple 9.8 slabbed comics over the years. Um, we enjoy providing early access to our various episodes. We have exclusive access to shows that never see the light of day elsewhere. Video shows, review shows, exclusive episodes just for our patrons. Access to Drew's Comic Pot Project. Really a, more of a curse and a burden for patrons, but um, you get to see uh, my fledgling attempts at making comics, uh, panel pages, process stuff. Even signed and remarked original prints if you if you want you know i can hook you up with that sort of thing so there's tons of reasons to join patreon if you want if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out server costs ain't cheap kyle and i've been doing this like i said for 10 years we love it but we could always use um a little motivation a little something a little wet our whistle a little something to to give us a taste join our patreon patreon.com slash comics fun profit